Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide What's a blur? That's a black eye who's also a nerd Reading comics, watching anime, haven't you heard? It's Jeremy J and Miriam Talking to Delirium, Naruto, then Marvel, then DC Are you Pop culture reverence pull them out periodically. We sing up movies with the comments canonically, and we watch a lot of TV. It's our virtual reality. I guarantee one day we'll have a TV show on NBC. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. It's the Blessed Bible God. There we have it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Blurred Survival Guide. I am your host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Jay. And this is episode nine of Blurred Survival Guide. Jay, how are you doing today? Bro, I'm doing pretty good. I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm, I'm awake. Uh, yeah, I got some oh, good sleep. Oh, sleep? I got some good sleep, yeah, man. The night shift didn't take take too much out of you? It did, because I had to almost work by myself for like the last hour, but we're oh, not going to talk about that. It's okay. Oh, God. Yeah, everybody decided to leave early. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm honestly thinking about joining the Amazon family, because your boy needs a full-time job, so hey. I'm, I'm low-key thinking about it. We welcome you with open arms. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, no, I'm doing pretty good. Today's a weird day. Well, well... Do you want to say why it's weird? Or? Yeah, of course. What's, yeah, what's uh, going on in your life? Well, you know, it's Mother's Day. It is, we yes. On, we, we, we record on Sundays, for those who don't know. Um, we it, record on Sundays, edit on Monday, release by Tuesday. So today, that you, you're listening to us two days after we recorded, which is Mother's Hello, Day. Hello, people of the future. Yes, happy Mother's Day and happy Future Tuesday to all of our listeners. <laughs> um, but happy Mother's Day today that we are recording this to all of our mothers and and mamas mamas and babies mamas and mamas mamas, <laughs> mamas, mamas. Uh, yeah but uh but other than that yeah what, what... Well, yeah today's weird because you know this is the first uh, mother's day that i have had without my grandmother it who is raised me. yeah it is yeah man and i mean it, it it's definitely been a, a weird week where i've had to do a lot of thinking and like i'm missing and just Grieving, and then you know I don't have a great relationship with my birth mother, so it, right. it's been a one of those times where I've had to grapple with a lot of feelings. And how do I, how else do I grapple with my feelings but immersing myself in cartoons where the mothers are practically the best models of motherhood that I could think of, outside of of course my grandmother. Hey, and that's probably a good way to honor her and a good way for us to transition into today's episode, I which is so. some awesome cartoon moms that we all grew up with uh, way back in when, when we did Saturday, watch Saturday morning cartoons, when we didn't have all these streaming services and could binge watch. We had to wait weekly to take some motherly advice from some of these mothers. From um, Nickelodeon to Cartoon Network to Disney, Disney Channel. Channel. I mean, cartoon mom, TV cartoon moms specifically hold a special place in my heart. You know, they, they, they 100% contributed to my growth and development as a child and, oh, yeah. like, helped me survive some of the hardest moments in my childhood, I think. Hey, that's awesome, man. I mean, I'm, I'm 
98% positive that you aren't the only one. Right. But also, I'm happy that we do have you here <laughs> to give us a firsthand experience of what it was like having, with, with, with you being in, at your age, you're, around, you're my age, we're right. both mid-twenties, um, but you grew up, me specifically, I grew up with my mom, it was single yep. mom and exactly, my sister, so exactly. I grew up. I grew up in a house full of women. You grew right. up with grandparents. Right. So it's, you grew up with an older generation. Exactly. It's a bit different upbringing than you. But Definitely. also cha- with, with with its own unique set of challenges. Right. 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 Because, I mean, there's there's points where, yeah, of course, they were taking care of you, but then it got to a point where, vice versa, you had to start taking care of them. Right. Right. And, I mean. For sure. That, sure, that definitely happened. That, that, and, that, and to me, from an outsider looking in, uh, shows me who you are as a person today as well, with you being a social worker and your your loving self you know lessons were taught lessons were learned my grand i'm very grateful for the upbringing that i've had and the motherhood that was imparted upon my life right because i i mean without them without the the mothers that have impacted my life without my grandmother without my aunt without my um you know just various mother figures throughout my life I, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah, I I totally get that. And I I feel the same way. I mean, we'll probably talk about it on the Father's Day episode too. It's just <laughs> like I I grew up well, like right. you growing up with your community of mothers. I had to grow up with a community of father figures. Right. Uh, right. I mean, I've re- like I said, similar thing. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. and I have only recently connected with our fathers. birth fathers. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, we both had to grow up with a community of fathers as well. But that's not today's episode, though. No. Today's episode, we're talking about the cartoon mamas. We're talking about the mamas. The mamas and the mamas' mama. Yeah, man. <laughs> Um, but like, who who would you say? And we don't have to go through. We're going to go through our list yeah, in have, a couple we, of we've, minutes. We've, we've come up with a li- couple of lists of top five fa- like favorite moms and top fives like in our opinion worst moms like in cartoons. And these are strictly our opinions. If you agree with us, awesome. Yeah, if you have your own, yeah. if you have your own opinions, let us know in our comments Debate on us uh, in the comments, on our social media factors. Um, but if you before we get to the list, who would you say just offhand? What 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 mom brought you? What mom on TV helped you with your upbringing, uh, cartoon wise? Oh, the mom that I think that brought me up the most, and I mean maybe she's not a mom in like the most traditional sense, right? Miss Frizzle. Okay, you know, Ms. oh Frizzle she give off, she give off. Like, she, she's hard mom vibes. Like, she, she give off heavy mom you know, energy. Like, she's crazy. She's wild. She's your teacher, but she also was like a like. And then I guess we technically find out by virtue of there being a new Miss Frizzle. Right. She was a mom. You know, and well, no, they're, they're sisters. They're sisters. Yeah, they are sisters. sisters. But no, but they all they both. The OG Miss Frizzle that we grew up with, that right. we watched at school during like library and science and all that, that Miss Frizzle, she gave off hella mom energy. Right. I mean, you had to protect these kids. You had right. to, I mean, nurture them. Nurture them. Like, and you're actually, also teaching them. And I mean, that's shout out to teachers as well. Right. Uh, female teachers, especially, I mean, which is heavily, I mean, that's a, it's, it's a heavy female. Occupation, fact, yes, female dominated field. But shout out, shout out to the female teachers. And I mean, you see those in cartoons as well, where like you have the you have the one student who's like really attached to a teacher, and you have that one episode where they accidentally called the teacher mom. Oh yeah, you, you, I used to see those all the time, like in Bro, recess. That, I lived it, lived experience, right? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. Lived yeah, you experience. told me about that. <laughs> I, I have been the person to be like, oh, thanks, mom. 
like just because it was like that kind of behavior or I associated it that deeply with like mom a maternal link to that individual or to that teacher yeah. that, that I was like yeah that's yeah thanks mom basically <laughs> and, I mean, and it's not even in a sarcastic way it's like it's one of those it's like a a Freudian slip and I, and I mean yeah, correct me if I'm for, wrong for lack but of like, a better term yeah. yeah I would call it a Freudian slip yeah that I mean you just like you feel that deeper connection. connection with I mean you have that similar connection that you would have with a mother for those who don't have mothers or an actual like mother figure in their life you would connect it with teachers and I can see why Miss Frizzle would be a strong advocate for like a mom position right because like, like I mean she like she like I said she's taking care of those kids taking them on field trips teaching them Literally, just making them like, like, better maybe, people in the world. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, that, that's off the top. So, like, thinking about maybe thinking deeper, I could find another one. But like, right. heck, off top, Miss Frizzle had Mad Mom. This and this is OG Miss Frizzle because new Miss Frizzle. I do. I, I mean, I watched the first season of the the Netflix Magic School Bus. Bus. She gives off Auntie energy. energy. It's yeah. different. It, it is different. I mean, it's it's probably it probably is for this generation, but it's, it is different. Well, you know, like, Miss Frizzle really just knew those kids. Like, those were her kids, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like all every last one of them. Every last one. And, yeah, no, at that point. I mean, even if they did have the, the certain episodes where you would see the parents of right. each individual kid, but still, it was just like, no, nah, those are Miss Frizzle's kids, straight up. If you would see that group of people, it would either be Miss Frizzle's kids or the Captain Planet mm-hmm. team. <laughs> But um, on my end, if I had to think of one offhand, and this is probably one of the the newer TV shows, but also, I mean, it, it, it still gets me. And she's also not a mom figure, or she's not she's not an actual mom, but she gives off mom, mom mom energy. Yeah, big mom energy. Garnet from Steven Universe. Right, I hear that, and yeah, man, I I I full I fully support. I mean, well, you know, like. Yeah, she is a mom. Like, yeah. like she's, Steve, she's no. for real. Like she, I mean, she, she gives Stephen Stephen mama love. Oh like, yeah, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, I mean, all, th- doubt. all three of them do. Garnet, all Amethyst, the and uh, yeah, all of the gems. Pearl, too. yeah, but, they do. But like, but Garnet, she gives off that. I like, that. and uh, she gives off that unapologetically black mom love. And it's just like, oh. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm even though I'm this this tall statuesque Amazonian figure, I'm gonna kneel down to your level. I'm gonna kiss on your forehead. I'm gonna give you all the sweet lovings that you deserve. Because you don't have a mom, your mom is not with us anymore. Right. Right. So I have to be that support for you, and it's just like you know, it reminds me of my mom. Honestly, it's just you like know, I um, you know, as a biracial man, I I, I grew up with in a, in a primarily white dominated household, mm-hmm. but I would go to church, and there would be, and I was I grew up in a Catholic church, so right. like also not a heavily influenced religion by the black community, at least where I was going to church. Right. But there were these few black women in the, in the church, and, you know, I, it's been forever since I've seen them, and I don't really remember their names, but they, like, adopted me in, so like the, black, in the church. Black and women like, in the and, church, that's a whole other mom vibe. Black mama, I mean, like, they, <laughs> they really wanted me to feel loved by them, and they wanted to make sure that, that I knew that it was black love. Oh, yeah. And I... And I I still to this day I can see their faces I can like I, I want to hug them but like come on over here my little caramel drop you just so cute it, that's really kind of what it was <laughs> man like it, it really was like that and when grandma died these women like came out and you know really Aww. supported the uh, the the funeral oh, so and, were, like, were they the, the funeral? well they were they were at the funeral and they were also um, working in the uh, the luncheon that was oh, hosted wow. after okay wow yeah. mm-hmm. oh that's awesome well, I mean that is awesome. I, I would like like to talk about that more, but we need to yeah scooch on over to our top our our rankings. Um, 
We're gonna start off with the 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 greatest. Well, yeah, our our interpretation of the greatest moms in cartoon TV history. Jay, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm happy to go first. Okay. So coming in at number five, and I mean, I I, I kind of had a little time to order them, and I, I took into account, you know, how much I enjoyed watching them, how much I remembered them, how much, you know, when like going through this list of women, how they impacted my life, and right. Whatnot. I got one for you that I, you might not think, have thought of. Okay. Dr. Ann Possible. Kim Possible's yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. This woman was an utter badass. Like, she had held, like, multiple degrees, held it down for the fam, and was a doctor that at the same time. That whole house was Well, yeah, they, they, they were, you know, it was, it was a house She was a neurosurgeon. Exactly. She like, was a neuro... She brought brains home for dinner. And- boy, right? Like, she was doing the most. Like, she was, she was being the mom, having twins, having Kim, and making sure that her, like, family was held down. There was a woman that I grew up with that, like, was very similar to her. And this woman, like, just was was a one-day one for her family. And hey. As well as a career-driven woman. Number four. Okay. Madam Foster. Ooh. From Foster Homes, from Imaginary Friends. Ooh. Madam Foster was the OG grandma mom of the... Yes, sir. Uh, uh, of the, uh, the the imaginary friends and their and their the kids that and created the, yeah, them. Yeah, their former owners. You yeah. know, like she really, you know, for lack of a better term, fostered an environment <laughs> for them to like Honey. have and like <laughs> and, and live in and love and be loved. Did you see the theory that uh, Frankie may be an imaginary friend? Yes, I did. I yeah. did see that because like her, she maybe her grandmother, her, her granddaughter died. Well, no, it was either. Well, that's another one. But there's another theory that says that like. Madam Foster created Frankie because she was getting older and age. Yeah, like it was a younger version. Of yeah, her. it was basically a younger version of Madam Foster. I, I completely, I, I endorse that. I endorse that. And uh, so coming in at number three, and I'm going across the pond over here to Japan. Hinata Hyuga slash Uzumaki, who is like Boruto's mom yeah. in the new anime. And yeah. I know it's different. And I hope people really ha- get a chance to check it out, but. She is, I mean, Hinata as a wife, first of all, to Naruto is top tier. Top like, tier. Like, you don't get any better, more down bits than that for her for her man. And then that basically transfers to her family. Right. Like, with Himawari and Boruto. Uh, Himawari is so freaking adorable. And, and I'm, I'm not having, I'm slowly getting through Boruto, but I'm at, like, <laughs> I've, I've passed an episode where, like, Boruto... Accidentally ripped off the head of uh, Himari's doll, doll. Yeah, and she went full Yuga. (laughs) She straight up. I never seen her like Boruto was just like she's the youngest one, youngest child to ever have a Byakugan. Yep, and like she just went full ape shit on her brother who did who deserved it. Who certainly deserved it. And then from then on, honestly, what you'll find is like respects Himari so much more. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna defend her for. Not just her best interest, but for everybody's best interest. Say, yeah, I, I, she's I'm go defending on. her for her, but also I'm going to protect the village because right, if cause she, she go, go mad, it's mm. going to be over. <laughs> so coming, in, so coming into number two, Trudy Proud. Hey, Trudy Proud. I think we both have this person on our list. Oh yeah, for multiple reasons. Oh yeah, Trudy Proud is the black <laughs> and pickles, Trudy! and has it a hundred times harder, and still manages to. Be positive, uplifting, and inspirational for her family, bro. Like she, she has to deal with a crazy husband, yep, a daughter who you know is going through 
her mid teenage years. Yeah, she's in high school during the. Yeah. BB and CC got twins. We've we've seen it all before. There's three kids in the house and a crazy husband. She she trying to and a crazy mother and a crazy mother in law, and she still manages to be the light in that family. Like she she brings the love to the to the proud family. You know she's and, a veterinarian and she's a vet. She loves animals and she loves her family. I'm saying I'm saying like she got to come in at number two. Really, she she might be like this. It's interchangeable. My one and two. Okay. Because my number one is Linda Belcher. Linda Belcher, oh man, she is burgers. a she is a, a saint. Saint. She saint. is down for the cause all the way to the she end. She loves her babies. She loves she, her baby. She loves her, her husband. husband. She loves the family. She loves the community. She really is all about. She screams support. Yes, supporting her <laughs> her her children and everything that they and anything that they want to do. Oh yeah, because I mean, let's let's face it, the Belcher kids are crazy, and. They that's come up. Ki- with, that's kindly putting it. Yes, <laughs> and they come up with like crazy schemes that put them in crazy situations that Linda has to then, especially Louise, co- just cope with and help them them cope with. Like right. on top of it, like <laughs> like the fact that these children haven't suffered any kind of bodily and like possibly like trauma, generationally trauma filled like issues. Right, is because of Linda Belcher. I mean, and that, that that moves over to like Bob too, because I mean, there's there's one meme that I see all the time where it's just like they're both in bed. Bob is like, "Honey, wake up!" It's like, uh, "Some like, honey, wake up!" Someone's in the house, and she was like, "Oh, okay, cool. We're gonna murder somebody. Let's make sure we, uh, we got a runaway plan, right?" He was like, "No, Linda, we're not gonna we're not gonna murder anybody." Oh, well, I was ready just in case. I was like, she was ready. She ready. is ready. Ready, bro. Like, ready, ready and supportive. She was yeah. she was ready for the call. She was like, I'm a ride or die till the end. We're going to throw my Louise this ish until we can't no more. You know, we watched that video, like Mojo, whatever they say. I mean, yes, yes. The Linda Belcher comes in late to the game with cartoons. But so does Hinata. And, but, right. that, but I don't think that diminishes the impact that they have had on... I mean, TV culture had, and I mean, our lives. She's been on. I mean, Bob's Burgers has been on TV for almost twelve years now. So I mean, she's a staple in homes. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's near half my life. Exactly. That's near half my life. So I mean, the, the my top five are are what they are, and I hope people I can understand why they are what they are. But uh, if you have any kind of comments, concerns, or snide remarks, please put them in the comment box on our Instagram. Please, or DM us or anything like that. Uh, let's see, my top five, switching on over to Jeremy's end of the bargain. We're going to say at number five, Garnet. Right. Of course, right. we already discussed her. Yeah, she's mom energy through and through, black mom energy through and through. Right, right. And, I mean, she, she helped Steven through some tough times. She gave Steven, she gave Steven future vision. At one point in the episode, so you're more versed in yeah. Steven Universe than I am. Y'all need to watch Steven Universe. If you haven't watched Steven Universe, oh. it's a fantastic show, and I mean oh. it, it. It has a lot of symbology that is a, a great that is great messaging for the next generation. Chef's kiss, indeed. But uh, yeah. <laughs> number four, uh, bouncing off of your number one, Linda. Nice, nice. Actually, whoa, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Different Linda. Swerve. <laughs> Linda Flynn Fletcher from Phineas and Ferb. Linda Fletcher. Yes. Loves her kids. Loves her kids. And, I mean, this is a blended family. That's a fact. Yeah. So, this is a blended family. So, she came in with two kids of her own, Phineas and Candace. Right. And then she fell in love with current husband. and Who had Ferb. Who had Ferb. 
from a previous marriage. Exactly. You know, I never really thought about them being a blended family. They, that's the thing. The creators didn't want you to think that. They just like... So, they didn't have Ferb? I think I hmm. always thought they had Ferb. Nope. They are... What? Fer- Ferb and... It has a different mom than, yeah. than Ferb Phineas. has a different mom. Phineas has a different dad. What? Yeah. Because there's always this big theory that Doofenshmirtz is... Uh, Phineas and Candace's actual father, but the creator has always debunked it. He's like, no, that's not the original father. You're never going to meet the father. That's that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. But uh, number three, and this is a newer cartoon that I even I haven't seen yet, but I've seen multiple videos of this mom on uh, uh, Melanin Animated's Instagram page. Mm. Uh, and yeah, go check, go check them out as well. Um, but it's Nicole Williams from Craig of the Creek. And she is a, and this is honestly a, this is an unapologetically black cartoon TV show it for is. the new generation. It is. And uh, there was a Halloween episode that I, uh, that they saw recently. I haven't, like I said, I have to, I have to watch this show all the way through. I've only seen a few episodes, but she, like her Halloween costume is Missy Elliott's like, uh, From, inflatable suit. If you suit. worked, it, yeah. you worked. <laughs> and like, yeah. And she, like, they killed it. It's, oh, <laughs> it's so great. But I, also she's very, I saw a video of, uh, on Instagram, of uh, her, her and Craig basically they had a, a fort together, and right. they didn't spend. It's because they hadn't spent time together a lot. You, you know what I love about cartoons today? What's that? It's the fact that we have now gotten to a point that episodic cartoons are pretty much null and void, and we are f- full and on a fully linear storyline. Yeah, and I think people, I think... And Gravity the Creek is like that. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Gravity Falls is like that. Ooh, Gravity Falls. Just like all of these shows that are newer that have like much more of a story arc rather mm-hmm. than, and semi-arcs too rather than just the typical episodic week by week. Right, it's like we have the story then next week we're on something completely different. Exactly. It has nothing to do with what we've been doing. Exactly. Yeah, no, I got you. But no, it it, it works. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's worked yeah. for years. I mean, like the Japanese have been doing it since before it even came that that idea came to America, and they're oh, yeah. doing it with cartoons. Uh, but number two, number two, is Eudora from Princess and the Frog. Tiana's okay. mom. Tiana's mom. She supported. She Tiana supports our baby through. Oh man! All the way up to the end of the movie. So you, you, you went see into, her. So you went into movies. Yeah, but it's, a, it's a cartoon. It is a cartoon. I would. I, I stay yeah. TV cartoons. I'm just saying. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But Eudora, she. I mean, like I said, like her mom and dad, like Tiana's mom and dad, supported her from childhood, and right. it was just like you, you're going to have this restaurant one day. It's going to be Tiana's place. And it, I mean, even after dad died I'm in the war, almost there. Exactly, I'm almost there. <laughs> uh, like they they found a building. They made sure that like she was going. I mean, like in the movie, she got she got the restaurant. You see, mama in the restaurant, like success. You know, Miriam's mom bought her an LLC for her like 16th birthday. What? That's some stuff that I like. That that same level mom stuff, right? As yeah, as uh, uh, Eudora. Eudora. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same level. Like uh, you just like fully support your baby's dream and like invest in it for her. Yeah, that's next level parenting. That's breaking generational curses type shit. Oh yeah, you and that's that's saying? exactly what we're trying to do. And then number one, Trudy Proud. Trudy Proud. Trudy Proud. I, I enough said. Enough <laughs> said, man. She's the queen. She is. I think. I think you know. You you, you darn near inspired me to to switch my one and Ooh, two. Look at and me. I mean, and I only say that because like. 
black mama's got to be black and a mama at the same time, exactly. and that is hard. Like it's it's hard to world. be it's hard to be a black person in America, but it's it's even harder to be I mean, a black know, woman. in I America. mean, we know that black women are the most discriminated against social group. Like yeah. you know it, like you know, demographic, you, you know it. Yep, and. I mean, we, we, like they say, we have to get. They say we as people have to get twice as hard to. Or we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. They have to work like quadruple as hard to get half as to much. get half as much. Yeah, it's, exactly, exactly. Ugh. What Trudy Proud exemplifies is powering through that adversity and still maintaining a positive disposition. Oh yeah, despite it, and I mean, she's a whole grown adult, bro. Like with the challenges of life and all. They still got three kids and, and a roof over their heads. still happy, bro. Like, that's hard. And, and and I don't know what if people are thinking about it like that, but, like, maintaining your happiness through life's challenges is not an easy thing to do. Nope. Especially as you get older. And I, th- I don't think we acknowledge that enough. I don't. We should. We should acknowledge it more. Because, I mean, just living life in it, it itself is, is a challenge. Right. Especially if you're living it to, you know, be better every single day. Exactly. But yeah, those are my top five best moms. Uh, do we want to continue with the uh, the worst moms? or You know, we could run a quick list through the worst moms. And I think that, because I, you know, I don't want to hate uh, it's like on, a little, on little, the moms right. too much. Because I mean, you know. I mean, this is, this is a, a. Dealing lo- with a lot here. This is also a love mom episode. Yeah. But I think I, I've got, I think I've got a really interesting list. Okay. Um, we can just speed round it, just like yeah, just one or two around. sentences about why why we don't like them. Exactly. Yeah. So you know Jesse and James from Team Rocket, of course. James's parents, James's mom, inform me. This woman is the type of woman that like put her child in a faraway castle and made him put forced so him into an arranged marriage. Princess Fiona, that man, which ultimately led him to leave and run away and join Team Rocket. That that that. Princess Fiona, my man. That's oh wow. Her. That story, oh, that wow. story. There's a whole episode like arc on in Pokemon that like does that. It's, wow, it's really interesting. Poor James. Number four, Caillou's mom. She can go suck a fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> language, but yeah, you're right. Because frankly, <laughs> the child is spoiled, a spoiled little brat, and he need to get get right with some black mama love. Awesome. Number three, Lois Griffin. Terrible mom, terrible wife. She de- she demeans her children on a regular basis, and just as a whole, does not support the family as much as she, I, as her rich as heck grandparents. Like like like. I said they got they got money. They well, can have the money. The Petersmiths. The Petersmiths. I mean, the, the, the Petersmiths got money, man. They're less than. They're just less than on a regular. Oh basis. Oh my god. My number two, Mrs. Cartman. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, she, you know, Cartman, uh, Cartman is who he is. This is a child uh, that literally tried to start a Nazi upbringing in South Park. This is a man and, who... like, she did not do anything about it. And she's a <laughs> prostitute. Yeah, the, the whole town ran through her. Like, nothing against sex work and all, but I'm just also saying this, like, it's not like she hides it from her son or, like, tries to, like, you know... Well, she was ran through, like, a subway in New York, man. Like, that, that was bad. Number one, on top of that, Timmy's mom. Hey. You know, <laughs> it, people talk, people try to defend her, and, I, and I've seen it. How, though? How? Because, like, you know, she... 
She was. She was she a real like, estate she agent. Would, she would say a few things here or there that would be like a redeeming quote. Where? But like overall, this is a woman that left her child with an evil babysitter, forcing him into a situation where he had to have fairy tale mythical creatures come, come save and him. save him on a regular basis. Not just through his childhood, but into adulthood. Like this man was ill prepared through life so poorly. By the fairly odd, fairly odd parents, by his parents, by the babysitter, that he had to end up having fairy godparents mm-hmm. as an adult. It doesn't make sense. It's wrong. And it, the fact that you were mentally unstable to still believe that you are a ten year old when you're in your thirties, right? That you, and, and right. you're still able to have these right. fairy godparents developmentally delayed because of his parents. Holy, because they wanted to ignore their child and live their life. Sorry you had a kid. And his teacher. I mean, Mr. Parker was failing him left well, and right. Well, he was traumatic. I mean, his his teacher had a whole host of other issues that contributed to to, to this uh, overall problem in the first place. Fairies! Fairies! Exactly. So yeah. that's my list. Sorry. And, and thank you for letting me go through that quickly. No, you need it. Yeah. No. But let me let me speed around through mine real quick. We got uh, Miriam Pataki, Helga's mom from Harry Potter. Oh, oh, man. Woo. And I mean, they didn't show it. They showed it in episodes, in the shows, but they didn't. You knew alcoholism that. Alcoholism is no, alcoholism. That, that slushy was not. I, she did not need a slushy. She needed a drink. She always was drinking. Was, she made alcohol and kept man. it in that cup. It was a nice little cocktail. Oh my God! And, and there was, what, neglect. How do you know, you favor? You can't favor children, man. And that's exactly what they did. Both her and dad. They favored the older sister and ignored Helga throughout the whole series. There was a therapy episode that I saw. Helga went to therapy. And was talking about that. Like, uh, I mean, like poor, I, poor Helga. Helga's, I mean, like this girl, the girl grade. developed a split personality. They're bro. in fourth. She's in fourth grade, and she has a split personality. That's bad. That's bad. Number four, <laughs> mom from Futurama. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily terrible mother. You know, Professor uh, Farnsworth. Farnsworth plays a a crucial role in her being a terrible mother. Yeah, but also, but she also, I mean, she's a she's a cigarette smoking, drinking, abusing her children, like beats her kids on like (laughs) through their. Adult I mean, they're, and they full adults still following. Yes, mother, we'll do this for and you. Like, I mean, like, smack, smack, smack. Like, real quick. Like, you know, there's special needs, too. So, I mean, like, and she's just the worst. Well, especially the one that's actually Farnsworth's kid. Yes. <laughs> yes. we. That's well established in the show. Oh, poor, poor kid. He's smarter than he looks, though. Yeah. Thanks, animation. Number three. And this is still crossing over to the movie, the movie territory. What you got? All of the evil stepmothers from Disney. You know, Cinderella's mom uh, stepmother was the worst. Though. Lady Tremaine, oh my god. The worst. She was like, yeah, you finna stay in this attic. Her name is not Cinderella. Her name is Ella. Her yeah. name is Ella. Her name is Ella, but you know why they call her Cinderella? Because she they... dusty. Exactly. Because they think she dusty. Because they made her <laughs> clean up the cinders and the ashes from the mm-hmm, fireplace. They were like, oh, mm-hmm. it's Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Mm, that, that, like, they straight up made... She made that nickname If you could her. see the look on my face right now. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> they were savage. They were brutal. Man, terrible. Number two, Lois Griffin. Easy. Enough said. And number, number one, one, Timmy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. This I, woman is a real estate agent that gives no Fs about her child. Not, not and they, scary. her and dad are off gallivanting in Dimsdale doing whatever they want to do. Leaving this child to be tormented by Vicky, having to have mythical creatures come and save his life from turmoil. Terrible. You know, it's like 
you know, it's not like that she was like a teenage pregnant mom. You know, no. it's not like that she. These these are both parent. Both well, parents are like like professional. Yes, like, he well, was. I mean, he was. <laughs> that's funny. His dad was a pencil pusher that worked at a pencil company. That was right. his job was a right. pencil pusher. Yes. hilarious. But then you had the mom who was a real estate agent. Like she had a legitimately. Like, like, they both had legitimate jobs. jobs. Yeah, they both got their education to have these jobs. I mean, they met at college, right? Like that was like a big part of it. Yeah. I mean. No, she she was Timmy's mom is in my opinion, and I think Blurred Survival Guide's opinion has the worst the worst mom. mom. I mean, on cartoons and people like act like that they can defend her and like she held it down for the fam. No. Not redeemable. No, dude, not, not redeemable nothing, at not, all. Not redeemable at all. No. But uh, yeah, that's that's how we feel. Uh, again, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> A little switch up again. <laughs> um, but no, we do love our moms. We love our mother figures that are in our lives. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and then we will be right back with the weekly blurb. All right, guys, we will see you in a minute. And you know what time it is? It's time for the weekly blurb. All right, Jay, you want to go first, or you? I've gone first the last seven weeks, so you get to go first this time, buddy. Ah, my turn. Your turn. All right, cool. So, uh, my weekly blurb for this week: we have set photos for the upcoming season of The Flash, or if you're not already in the into the season, if you um, haven't given up on the show yet, yeah, have you given up on it? How about that? Oh, I, I still like it. It has its, it's it's getting its low points, but hopefully, with the addition of this new cast member, Jordan Fisher. Birmingham native. Birmingham native. Jordan Fisher. He has been cast as Impulse, which, if you've seen Young Justice, uh, is yeah. Bart Allen. And the the set photos have been released for his episodes um, when he starts to come in. And my God, it is the, the comic book accuracy. The comic book of the accuracy uni- is of that uniform on freaking eleven. Oh my God! It's I mean, if you put it side by side with like the cartoon and the comics, it's literally ripped out of the page. The only difference is that you got Jordan Fisher instead of some white kid. It's hard to ask for much more than that. It really is, and I mean, it's I like it. It looks good. Um, hopefully, somewhere down the line before this show ends, which preferably it ends it ends on a high note, but also ends within the next three years because you can only drag. So many shows so far. So, so far. I mean, like, because I mean, they've gone to the Flash has gone to the point where they are caught up with the DC Rebirth comics, which is the most recent run of DC comics. That's, that's what this season is currently. That's on. That's a lot of coverage, man. Exactly. That, 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 that that's a lot of feelings. That's a lot of time. I mean, like, I, I'm still honestly, to God, honest to God, recovering from like season four when uh, Nora, spoiler alert, you know, doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, when she. <laughs> Which she and inevitably like, gets, and like uh, gets to, dusted. Yeah, and you know you've got Barry and uh, Iris, Iris, and they're struggling together as a couple. And I mean, I'm just kind of that. That was taxing for me. And I, at that point, I was like, I don't know if I can come back to the show because season four that was that was the Thinker episode uh, season one. Yeah, Thinker. Okay, yeah, Thinker so was still, a lie. He was a lie, but you got you still got Cicada, and I watched part of Cicada because that's season five, and then season six is uh, Mirror Master. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, I just watched. I watched. I think half of Cicada, and I was just at that point done. I mean, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't keep it up. We'll, we'll catch you on the crossover. Yeah, we, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah, catch me on the crossover, bro. Catch me on the crossover. But no, it's for those who are still sticking in with us uh, or sticking in with the Flash with myself, and I'm I'm watching this purely. That was honestly out of the DC. The CW DC Arrowverse shows. That's my favorite out of the uh, the shows that are all currently existing. Even when Arrow is still existing, that was you know, still my I favorite. Blame, that that I don't blame you for. Yeah. I will I will never blame you for Flash being your favorite CW DC universe. I mean, lo- like not even low key. He's my favorite, uh, and this is a whole other episode in itself. Just like DC period, which mm-hmm. we should do soon. He's like he is my favorite DC hero. Not Batman, not Superman, Flash. Not none of the big. Big three, big five, whatever. It's it's Flash, and it, I mean it's, it's varying flashes, like either Wally West because he's the more comedic type, or uh, Barry, Allen. Barry Allen, who is the OG the Flash, Flash, or the original of this iteration. Oh, this, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> Jay Garrick and all them and stuff like that. Yeah, but we can talk about all that. Yeah, but um, no, this is my favorite. Like like I said, this show is my favorite out of the CW TV shows. I recommend it if you want to get into the CWDC universe. I think the Flash Flash shows are the best. Yeah, and it, it's. I mean, because it's family friendly, it's fun, it's you know comic book accurate to a point. Right, and as that's well as and like it, 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 it's got some great talent in the show. It does, and I mean, especially in the original, like a few yeah. like, few seasons, like they really. Cisco's my boy. Man. And unfortunately, that's some more returning. Yeah, that's that's some more on the board. After uh, season seven, he is not. He and uh, the and Harrison Wells, they are both mm-hmm. done after season mm-hmm. seven. They are not returning. If there is Can't a season blame eight, them. which there they have been renewed for a season eight, but uh, I like don't I said, the set photos. Them, but I mean, uh, Chester P. Runk. Oh, you haven't met Chester P. Runk. He's basically uh, he's going to be the replacement for Cisco, and it, he's funny, and he he was a black guy. Okay. He's a, a black. This is a black man. It's going to be in Star Labs. But yeah, back to the set photos. Jordan Fisher looks. He looks hella good in in the suit. It's hella, It's comic accurate. And if you're still hanging on to the Flash train with me, stick around because it look like it's, it's about to. They're about to pick back up on something. It's going to be a fun one. It's right. Gonna be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, but that is my weekly blurb. Jay, what you got for us? So, I am excited to talk to folks about a new cartoon. And I've been talking to you about it, and I don't think I did it last week. <laughs> no, we. I don't think I did my blurb on it last week either. Or I don't think we've. I think we've just talked about it so much that I feel like I've talked talked Talk about it on, on the on the on show, the, but on not the show. But yeah. I haven't. Arlo the Alligator Boy. Oh yeah, I watched so it. It's recently. a Netflix original show directed by Ryan Crago. It's a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a movie, and oh my god, it reminds me so much of. The animation style of uh, Gravity Falls, Amazing World of Gumball, as well as, you know, um, Craig of the Creek. And then, like, the animation rigging is a lot, and, like, the uh, the motions are very similar mm-hmm. to Amazing World of Gumball. But it feats, it's a story about this little alligator boy who, originally born in New York, by way and by way of a uh, wicker basket similar to Moses ends up in uh, in Prince of Egypt in exactly <laughs> in, the Bible. In, in Louisiana <laughs> and is raised by this bayou woman named Edme and by his 15th birthday in 42 days is told that he is not actually an alligator from the Louisiana, Bayou, no, Louisiana. He is. he is from New York, and like it is a, it's got some music in it. It's got some genuine. Oh, it's a, joy. it's a full musical. I mean, it's it's the so, music is 
he got bops. I I saved that whole album on my Spotify. Like right. that that is that right. mu- that it's whole a fun, it's a fun. Whoever movie, produced man. music for this movie, like, and then the animation is so good. It's so pretty. So it's you know so- what the style? You know what the style of art is called? It's called the Cal Art style. It's based out of that college. Um, oh, which that's a whole other like small little spiel. Um, the Cal Art style it changes every generation or so. Okay, so different cartoons or a whole bunch of cartoons whether it be on Cartoon Network Nickelodeon uh, Netflix with Arlo the Alligator Boy um, they're going to look similar because that's a lot of the big animators that come out of the uh, Cal, Cal Arts program. Okay, they have learned okay. this specific style. What? Exactly. No, I did Even, not because you'll that. see. Because I mean, that's how it looks on like the heads. The heads kind of look almost pear-ish. Yeah. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. That's okay. Um, okay. If you go to like Steven Universe, like yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Like, their heads are shaped like that. Like I said, Arlo the so Alligator that's Boy. Kind of, so that so that's why like cartoons that are coming out like on major networks are really looking in the similar. Shape. Right. They all look similar. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's like I said, it's called the Cal Arts form. I had um, never known that. You taught me something new about my... But it is, but I just want people to know that like, if you watch this cartoon, it's got something for everybody in it, man. It really it's does. It's not just a kid's yeah. cartoon. It, it really does. It, it tells a wonderful story of a boy looking for his dad, trying to find meaning, trying to find build a family, and he goes on this adventure, and he accumulates all of these people that as he travels from Louisiana back to New York... And ultimately, like, he really creates what he was looking for all along, you know? And that's the story of it all. Because it, it, it just, it, it's so profound, but it's also a very common story. But it's also, like, a really cool way to tell this story in a new format, in a new setting. Right. And I, I've really, I really just enjoy I watched it a little bit this morning with my cousin who's in animation school at Sanford and I'm like, hey, have you seen this? Because, like, I'm really stoked on it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's it's so prettily, it's so prettily done. It's so just... I, I can't talk about it enough because I think that a lot of people, that if you... If you don't typically like cartoons, are gonna really like the story. It's also got Jonathan Van Ness in it. If that if that pulls you toward that, that surprised me. Boy, <laughs> it was, right? It was funny because it was like, who's this lady? And I looked up cast. It's not a lady. It's no. Jonathan Van Ness. I mean, and he really like animated his voice even more so than what it actually is. <laughs> and I don't know? I don't want to spoil it, but did you see the Jonathan Van Ness cameo in New York? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I laughed. They, went, they literally went into his studio. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> I would like a blowout. And it was like, oh my gosh! And then, <laughs> and then the things happen. I mean, it, yes. <laughs> it, it, I think my favorite part of the cartoon is it, it, as he's like traveling back from New York. He's like, or traveling back to New York. He's starting to experience parts of the world, and he climbs in this. Um, What's the thing? He's experiencing the world for, for the, the first, first time, time yeah. right? He's 15 and he's experiencing the world for the first time. He climbs into a mailbox and he goes, "Is this one of them mobile homes?" <laughs> This is my home now. I like it. <laughs> and he, this, this whole thing, I like it thing. It's like he, he's just got the most unjaded view of the world. Like he just loves everything. And like the people that jump out of the car, they're like that are genuinely freaked out by take him. It, take the car. And he's like, oh, they're so nice. Oh, land boat, go. go. <laughs> and. He, and it just shifts into neutral and then just chaos Don't. ensues. It, it's one of those, it's got a lot of those tropey comedic, th- like cartoony things that are uh, historically funny in a lot of old cartoons. And I, I, I fully endorse any, this movie. And if people want to check it out, it's on Netflix. It's called Arlo the Alligator Boy. 
Well, that was awesome. That was a good episode. Uh, again, happy Mother's Day for those happy who... Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Yes, for, for those who are listening in the past and uh, for, our future, for our future listeners, this is two days later. We will see you Tuesday. Remember to follow us on all of our social media outlets at Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, Twitter at Blurred Guide, Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, and email us at BlurredSurvivalGuide at gmail.com. And other than that, keep surviving, everybody. Keep surviving, everybody. Listen to the theme song. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blurred Survival Guide. Hey! It's the Blurred Survival Guide. Hey! It's the Blurred Survival Guide.